Octa Non Verba is a show that's raw and real, featuring hard-hitting interviews with people that live by the ethos of actions, not words. Marcus Aurelius Anderson is a TEDx speaker, best-selling author, veteran, and leadership and mindset coach. With this show, you get to join Marcus as he goes inside the minds and experiences of the world's most successful warriors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts. With each episode, you're going to get the philosophies, concepts, tactics, and strategies these leaders use to turn adversity into victory, to live an extraordinary life based on actions, not words. Now, here's your host, Marcus Aurelius Anderson. In this episode of Octanon Verba, we hear part two of my interview with triathlete, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, professional handbiker, and future Paralympic athlete, Joe Wolfman. In part one, Joe shares why he considers his disability the greatest thing to have ever happened to him. We also explored what it means to find your true potential when others want to protect you, how to avoid letting your ego get in the way of your progress, and how to deal with false positivity in a positive way. You can hear part one on episode 97 of Octanon Verba, and now part two of my interview with the incredible Joe Wolfman. And this is the way I think, so you can kind of get a little bit more of how I think. Like, I want to take jujitsu and then put me in a cage for a UFC fight and go out to a fight and then put me in a situation where, again, it's a little crazy and it's a little bit insane. But at the end of the day, what if down the line I make a UFC division of people who are in my situation who want to do that? Like, again, I did talk about me wanting to compete against able-bodied people, but at the end of the day, I want to make a difference for my people who have different disabilities and things. And what if down the line that does happen and that does become a thing at the end of the day, that's where I'm thinking. Right. And that's how I think I'm always trying to break the mold and break what people think of disabilities and stop fearing it. Stop being so afraid to ask. And I really want people to understand that this is a gift and this is something that I love and I love having to go through the process and I love learning because if you're not learning, you're not living. Every day when I go on my bike, I learn something new about my bike every single day. When I go to jujitsu, I learn something new every single day. And that's what I love and talking about the process and things like that. At the end of the day, we all have this capability of doing it. We all have this capability of pushing ourselves. And I think that this is why when it gets tough and when injuries happen in jujitsu, People will give in and they'll, they'll just say, you know what, this is not for me. But that's where we have to work on it. We have to start thinking outside the box and say, listen, yeah, you do have an injury, but that doesn't mean you can't work on solo drills. That doesn't mean that you can't still work on your game. And I don't want people to give up because they're in a situation where they're uncomfortable and they, they know that you know they're just going to give up on their dreams and on their purpose. And I, I see this with way too many people that they have so much potential yet they choose to just like not even reach that because they're scared or they don't know how to. And I see it with disabled people and non-disabled people where they're just like actually more with non-disabled people because they just live in this like robotic state of a nine to five job and this and this and this, and they're not happy and they wish they could be like that. They talk about it and then they don't make the actions and they don't sit down with themselves and realize that they have two working arms and two working legs you can get it done. I like, it makes me laugh because I'm like, if I had two working arms and two working legs, I don't know where I'd be, but like, it's the craziest thing, but that's true. It's like, 
I get that shit happens and, and that's and that's okay. But there's so much this life, the life that we're given, it's like an open playground, right? You can make and you can go down a certain path that you want to go to, yet certain people just based on societal norms do these things because that's what they're told. But at the end of the day, if I did what I was told, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And you have to sometimes take those those opinions and, and take them with a grain of salt and do what you love with the knowledge of the fact that, yeah, my doctors have told me, what the hell is wrong with you doing jujitsu against able-bodied people? You're going to get injured. You're going to get hurt. Why are you going to do a 5K walking? One day I decided that I was going to walk a 5K just to see if I could walk it with my walker. It took me four hours. I was bleeding. They tried to kick me out of the park because it's so long. And it was like an event and everyone left. And I told them until I cross that finish line, like I'm not leaving. So I got across that finish line and I did it. That's the mindset you have to have. You have to keep going. You have to keep pushing through. And I want people to understand that their challenges, it's going to suck. And I'm not going to say that it's it's all roses and like, you know, it's perfect, but you have to go through it to understand who you are and build who you are and learn about yourself. And that's what it is. People always say, start with why or start with this. Don't do any of that stuff, guys, okay? What people miss and what people lack, because everybody wants to buy the next course, read the next book, see the next TEDx talk, listen to the next podcast, and they think that they're going to be given this pattern or this formula to success in whatever it is, business, relationships, personal development. That's great. But they don't have the foundation. And the foundation is self-knowledge, knowing who you are, And you don't know who you are until you're going through hard stuff. So if you want to learn who you are, the gateway is adversity. You have to push. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to go to a place to where you don't want to go anymore and then ask yourself, okay, is that it? Did I really wring everything out of this? And oftentimes that was a self-perceived limit. And then we stopped there because it was uncomfortable but there's a lot more that we can do. So until you get to that place, that becomes a bad habit. And if you give up at the first sign of adversity, you were conditioning yourself to give up every other time in your life when things get discomfortable. Yeah, and kind of talking about that, we'll use a much more realistic situation. If I gave up on every single time that I was with dating, like that a girl told me, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to go out with you because you're in a wheelchair or things like that. If I if I gave up on being rejected so easily, then like that's the thing. These things, especially with the disabled community, they don't talk about dating and they don't talk about, you know, the things that you go through where like a girl will tell you, like they'll see the wheelchair and they'll be like, oh my God, like what's going on? I've had so many situations where I have had girls say, oh, how could you be like this hot and be in a wheelchair? Like, it's so screwed up. Like, <laughs> like and, and that's the thing. That's what we like. We don't talk about these things. But if you let rejection and you let these things get into your head, then you can't move forward and, and you can't understand and learn. So I've been learning from being rejected what I can do to, to better myself and understand and be more open about it and, and things like that. And that's what I'm learning. And I don't have a girlfriend now, probably says a little bit about me. I'm all over the place. So, you know, that's a whole different thing. But just learning and understanding these things and learning and saying, hey, listen, hey, like I'm not interested in going out because I learned to accept it and grow with it and understand that it's okay. And now you have to keep going. You have to 
just learn from those experiences, learn from those challenges and learn from those situations. And I think people are so scared to talk about it, right? Especially with disabled individuals. And I know this is a little bit getting down the line of like, well, how do you have sex? And like all these things, like these are all topics that we don't talk about. And yet it's a thing that happens because we're all humans and we're all people. And at the end of the day, like this is all part of learning and growing with experiences and growing and saying, listen, I need help in this, but I can work on this A, B, and C. And so it applies to everyone. It applies to my situation. It applies to your situation. It applies to everyone who's listening. Like you're going to go through being rejected. You're going to go through these situations, but it's how you get back up. It's how you deal with it. If you want to feel bad about it, it's okay to feel bad about it, but feel bad about it for five minutes and then get out of it and say, listen, what did I learn from this situation? What did I get from that situation? And that's kind of how I approach these things. Listen, you can be a victim of something, but eventually you're no longer a victim. You're a volunteer and you're just leaning into it to be this person who feels like, oh, I can't do anything. And that doesn't help you. That disempowers you. And like you were saying about talking to girls, for example, I think that gives you a huge advantage because you can be very direct. You can be very transparent and go up and talk to her or she comes and talks to you and you say, listen, I'd like to go on a date or get your number or whatever. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm in a wheelchair. You could use that. So then you say, and if you would like to do that, that's great. And if you don't, I completely understand. But just be real upfront with me and be real honest right now. And that sort of directness, people respect that because in today's day and age, we don't get that. We don't get it on social media. We don't get it in an email. We don't even get it in polite conversation at the coffee shop or wherever, right? Yeah, because people are so stuck behind a screen. They can't go up and look at someone eye to eye and be like, hey, like, would you want to go? Like all of these things, these little things that I see, like, I'll tell you, seeing the world sitting down is a funny situation. Like seeing the world in my wheelchair, I see things and I pick up on things of people like I've been around and I've been to different restaurants and things. And I, I see people going on dates and then they're, they're both on their phones and I'm like, I like it's it makes me laugh. Like it's so crazy to see what's going on. And really we lost that social interaction of what it's like to really connect with the person. And I feel like that is one of the issues. Like we're so afraid of being rejected. We're so afraid of that's why there's things like Tinder, like you just swipe, 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 because you don't want to get rejected because it's you you have unlimited options. But is that building the right mindset? You're just falling to hiding behind a screen that is where it bothers me because i know that like we all have the capability to really truly get that you know dream girl or whatever the situation may be like it's all about your mindset if you tell yourself you're not going to go out with that person or you're not going to make it you're not going to make it but if you tell yourself how do i get here it might not be the straight path but how do i get there what could i do to go the other path and go the other way and maybe not get there right away, but go through a couple of situations and a couple of years of being in a certain situation to get to my ultimate goal. And so all these things end up being really, really interesting to watch like on my end, because again, seeing the world sitting down is a a whole different perspective and coming in and, and, and telling people that I do all these things and all these trainings, they're looking at me like, I'm falling from the sky. And it's like, yeah, like, and I, and I talk about it as if it's normal. Like, I'm like, yeah, I do jujitsu and down the line, I want to do MMA 
And like, I want to go in a cage and everyone's looking at me like, this guy's nuts. Like, and they don't know why I want to push myself to that level. And it's interesting because that is my greatest strength to be able and want to go through those struggles because most people will tap out. Most people will will say, I don't feel comfortable. I want to leave the situation. Yet somehow I've learned to thrive in that. And I just think that we all have that capability. We just have to tap into it. I agree. And you were mentioning also that when you were younger, you felt very isolated, very alone. But then once you got into a non-motorized wheelchair, it's like the fact that you were able to push yourself, that gave you more of that self-belief. So I think that's a huge testament. Yeah. And you felt free and I feel free. as That's why I bike a lot because I feel free with my bike. And I feel like if I could do 50 miles with my arms... That goes to show you like I'm able to move from one point to the other. And that's why I love my bike so much because it's my first sense of freedom that I had because it opened my eyes to what I could do and what what I can do. And down the line, I want to do triathlons and Ironmans and race across America. It's not just about the Paralympics. Like the Paralympics are one aspect to it, but I want to continue to see how far could I push myself? How far could I take this. And that's why I don't think April told you this, but I also do Spartan races. So I go and do Spartan races. And that's another thing because I like to throw myself in the fire sometimes. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. (laughs) And test it out and see. And Doing Spartan races, like I have a group of people that I go with and they help me get through the obstacles. And then I do the obstacles when we get there and things like that. But I'm starting to work on me actually wheelbarrowing. So on my arms, doing the whole thing, literally wheelbarrowing to each individual obstacle, then getting to the obstacle and then doing the obstacle and then getting back down and wheelbarrowing it again and doing these things. And that's how I'm built. And that's what I want to do. But the thing is, from my mom's perspective and my family's perspective, they're like, well, I think you should go to school and I think you should have a stable way to, you know, I went to school and I, you know, I could go to school and it's it's just, I'm not built that way. So I could sit in school and I get very bored very quickly and I just sit there and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, you know what I mean? And so that's where I'm, I'm at, where I feel like there's these societal doubts that you aren't going to make it or, and these things. And I have to literally put myself and say, listen, I got to do this and I got to take the risk. And that's why it's tough because there's all these things I want to do and these all, there's all these races that I want to do. And I want to take other disabled kids who haven't had the opportunity to do these races. I want to take them with me and I want to say, hey, look at what you could do, right? I want to give them the support that they need to get through a Spartan obstacle race and say, listen, this is capable. This is possible of doing. I want to start my own organization. I want to go out there and I want to help kids and I want to take kids on. I have this one kid that I go with to these races and he always needs equipment and things like that. So I also try to figure that out. And it's all these different things in my head of like, well, what else could I do for people? How else could I help them? How else could I make a difference? Could I make a team where we literally go to all these races and marathons and I take these kids so that they can experience what it's like to cross a finish line so that maybe down the line, they start physically getting active in their own way, shape or form. And then that changes their life. And that's what I'm here for. And that's my true dream, to have an organization and have a place where I can help others and and show people that the sky is the limit, that this is where 
you could be, and I want to take them on this next level. But in order for me to do that, I need to go and experience it myself and, and see what it's like. And that's where social media and all these things come into play. And I don't post a lot and I don't post as often as some people that I know, but I'm trying to really grow an authentic brand and an authentic person because again, you get caught up and you get so put in these situations where it ends up being fake and that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. I've been that and I've done that and you know what? It sucks. It sucks. It really does. And it starts with the person being real with themselves and sitting down with themselves and saying, hey, I have these situations. I have these struggles. I might feel lonely. How do I continue on and how do I work on it? And so like for myself, like when I go to jujitsu now, like I try to talk to at least two or three people that I've never spoken to before. So like I start to talk to them and just kind of start a conversation because that's what you have to do. You have to throw yourself in the fire and you have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. That's the one thing I tell my mom, like if I was fully able-bodied, like I would have loved to be in the army and I probably would have been in a wheelchair if I was able-bodied at this point. <laughs> Because I'm a little crazy, so I would have... I hear you. I'm right there with you. Yeah, no. So one of the biggest things was that I always wanted to serve my country. From a very young age, I would see all these, the veterans and and the army and just like everything about it was so cool to me. Like, I would always want to be there. And I was like, okay, well, could I be like a, a SEAL? Like, that was my thing. And when I was a little kid, like, that's what I wanted to do from the start. But that's the thing. So I started to realize these little things. And that's kind of, I think, what started my first being depressed and then eventually realizing that, yeah, maybe I can't do that, but I could do other things and I could help my country in a different way. This is it. And so we all have a purpose in this world. And I think my purpose is to stand out, even though I sit down, it's to really just be like, listen, this is who I am and this is what it is. And that's why I like to be, I don't know if you checked out my Instagram, but That's why I like to be a little flashier with the way I dress when I go out and things like that. Because again, people don't associate fashion and disabilities. People don't associate wanting to get the stares, wanting people to literally turn their heads around and be like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, like that's what I do because I feel like it breaks the ice. And so it's not as, oh, is he medically okay or What's the situation? I want people to be like, what the hell is going on? Like, that's the thing. And it it makes it a lot more personable to talk and and things like that. And I feel like I try to really change the mold because there is no mold. It's every single person that goes through a challenge. Like, I can't be in the person's shoes. We all have shoes that are custom made for us. You can't put me in someone else's shoes and I can't deal with what they're dealing with, but you can't deal with what I'm doing. Like, that's the thing. And and I feel like people don't understand that these challenges were given to us for a reason, each individual person. And like you said, most of us are, for better or for worse, humans are sort of self-absorbed. That's sort of a mechanism that keeps us alive. But at the same time, like you said, how hard is it to have a conversation with somebody, whether you're able-bodied or not? How hard is it to find something? You mentioned that, that riding the bike makes you feel free. If you're listening to our words right now, what do you have in your life that makes you feel free? What is that thing you would want to do? What is that thing that you can embrace? Again, the Spartan race, come on, go get it. If you want to do jiu-jitsu, there's jiu-jitsu everywhere. Now, 20 years ago, it was hard. Now, you can find it at pretty much any strip mall. So it's like all these things are out there. And you also 
I remember reading, you were saying that when you were younger, books like reading, that was a huge opportunity for you as well. Are there any books that you really recommend or books that really made an impact on you? So, I mean, I would read because that was kind of like my escape, but also at the same time, like I was more of a physical person. I listen to a lot of podcast type things. And one of the biggest people that really inspire me and is David Goggins. He is like the literal, like my mindset of like, that's where it's developed of like, you know, you got to push through and you got to give in these challenges. But Tony Robbins, he has really great books. I'm actually reading The 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, you have to read that one, man. That thing is amazing. Yeah. All, all, anything by Robert Greene, you have to read it. And yeah. his Daily Laws is amazing. Like, I know you're going to love all that stuff. See, so, but the thing is, people could read and people could watch these things, but it's, again, like it won't change anything unless you take the actions. And that's what I started to realize. So I like to act now. So I, I like I read and I read it just to keep myself grounded and understand that, you know, there are these things that I need to work on. There's There are these laws. That's how you become a better person and things like that. But then how do I apply it? How do I take it to my daily life? That was my escape. Reading was definitely my escape for a little bit. But then I just kind of got bored. Like, that's the thing. And that's where I was like, okay, well, now how do I act on it? And again, these are all things that anybody can do this. Anybody can have access to this. If you're a person who wants to just listen to it on Audible, it's available there. All these things are out there. And that's what it is. I mean, we meet the people where they are, so to speak. If they're in a place where they want to do the hard work, then that's fine. If they're in a place where they're still going through that radical acceptance of the situation, again, the situation may suck and it may be difficult. You may feel discomfort. That's part of it. But once you accept that it's not going to be easy, it actually makes it easier because now you know, listen, it's not going to get any better. If it gets better, that's great, but I'm willing to sacrifice what I am and endure this right now to get to where I need to go. And if that's the case, then there's nothing that can stop us. Once you do that, your life is going to change completely. So it's just crazy how I'm not where I'm at. And I never even thought that I would do jujitsu and all these things like that was something that was really cool to me. I used to sign up the wrestling team that I had in my school and then the principal would call my mom and they'd be like, how the hell are we supposed to like add him? Like it doesn't like it doesn't make sense. And then it would end up that they would be like, oh, well, you could help with the towels for the soccer team. And then I would be like, what the hell is that? Like you know, That was the thing that I always had to deal with. But going through and finding a school that was like, okay, we're totally down for that. Let's figure it out. Like that's what it's about. But at the same time, it's interesting because now I'm starting to realize that a lot of the people that I roll with, like don't have that same want to go and and compete at the highest levels. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I want to roll with the entire class. Like I want to go through each individual person. You know how like you get 10 rolls in, but I want to be that guy that's thrown in the middle of the gym. And then like, the professor's like, all right, like until I'm done rolling with every single person in the gym and until I get tapped out by every single person in the gym so I can learn, that's how I think. And so it becomes very difficult to like try to, because I want to open up my own jujitsu schools down the line. And like all these things are in my head all the time. And I'm just like, it's a lot. So, you know, that's another thing. Like I'm really excited for the process it takes me to get a black belt in jujitsu. And I will until the day that I die, like that's something that I'm going to get done. And because every day I'm learning and that's the way to really throw myself in the fire because you're putting yourself in a disadvantage, but yet you're learning and you're growing. And it's just so crazy. Like it's amazing. 
it's an amazing journey you're on, my friend. On the days when you don't feel quite as inspired, what do you do to kind of cope with it? Is there an internal narrative? So it comes down to number one, discipline, right? Because when you don't have the motivation, right? There's some days where you just got to turn it off and literally say, listen, just get on the bike and whatever you do, you do. But most of the time when I'm not feeling like that, I'll just take a deep breath and I'll, I'll realize, like I'll ask myself, why am I doing this? Why, why am I putting myself through physical pain of suffering and, and going through these things? And then to inspire people, it's to make a difference in this world. It's to inspire kids, it's to inspire adults. And I'm like, listen, if I'm in a situation and I'm doing what I'm doing and I can inspire one person, and I know that they might be suffering more than I am, then you know what? F this. Like, if I don't feel like I'm doing it, but then yet I know that there's a kid out there who's been bullied and has been told that you can't do it, my days off and the times that I feel like I'm not going to do it or I feel like I'm tired, that's not even close to what I know how it feels like to be in those situations to feel like you're not achieving your true potential or you're not viewed the same way. So I kind of take what happened to me and what I know happens to other people. And that is my fuel. And when it sucks, I learned to embrace the suck, right? So I learned to literally say, listen, you're tired, but that's okay. And and you're going to just close your eyes. And I get into this meditative state and I just let it happen. And that's what I was taught to never give in. And listen, when my workouts don't go as planned, some days I'll do the workouts and I'm tired, but I won't hit the target that I need to hit for my numbers. And it sucks. It really does. But then you learn from that and you say, okay, well, what could I have done better? Did I eat enough? Did I sleep enough? Did I drink enough water? Did I hydrate? Is there something else that I can do? But really, I just get into put my headphones on and I put some death metal on. And I just get into that mindset and that's what it takes. But if you ever watch me train, like I literally, some days I'm like screaming downstairs in the basement and my mom's like, what the, like, (laughs) it's crazy. Cause like literally I push myself to that limit. Some people think it's nuts and some people think that it's not healthy or whatever, but I know that I'm at a disadvantage. So that's what it takes. And it's crazy how, how far I could actually push myself. There's a quote that you're only using, like when you think that you're tired, you're only actually using like 40% of what you're given. And so that's kind of how I think about it. So with me, right, because I'm at a disadvantage, especially with my bike, and I don't have the best setup in the world, but it's interesting. I have the coach who trains the world champion in hand cycling. So the coach who trains the world champion, I reached out to him via Instagram and he, you know, took me under his wing. But The guy who is the world champion has everything at his disposal, blood work, VO2 max testing, all these different things that he needs. But at the end of the day, I come back and I have a screen, a TV, and my bike. And what I do to combat that is most hand cyclists won't work on hill training, but I work on hill training. I don't care how many miles I do in the hour and a half. If I do eight miles, but I do 2,000 feet of climbing, that makes up for the discrepancies and the differences. And when I put myself through these things, people don't realize like, I don't care about the mileage. Like I care about if I'm putting myself and doing things that I haven't been done yet. So if I can go and I can climb one of the highest mountains in the world that no other hand cyclist has done, but I'm doing it. That's how I think, right? So it's all a matter of perspective. 
And failure is a matter of perspective. And I saw this clip last night, I think it was from Jocko, and I posted on my Instagram. And he said that failure is a matter of perception and failure is a matter of how you think about it, right? So if you view it as a failure, it's going to be a failure, but you could turn it around and you can really make a difference. And at the end of the day, I do this because I want to make a difference and I want to show people that are listening in the world that they have the true potential. They're born 100%. They can go through these things and they can still come out victorious. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, but you have to sprint in the marathon a couple, you know, you have to take those jumps and those leaps to see if you're, yeah, you might not make it, but did you take that jump? Did you try? Did you take that initial step? Did you show up at the starting line? Take those. Those are wins. We don't realize waking up every every morning is a win. We take things for granted. People getting up out of their beds and walking to the bathroom, that's a granted. Like, I don't have that. I have to get in my wheelchair and then I have to get into the bathroom and then I have to grab the railing and like all these different things. And every single thing that happens in our life is a win. But we have to look at it like that. And we have to understand that these little wins will eventually turn into a bigger thing. It all accumulates. And I love it. And I love watching you win. And I love seeing the huge victories you're going to have in the future. People want to hire people like you to speak. People want to know more about what you're doing. How can we support you? How can we hire you to speak? How can we go to a Patreon or to do something to donate to help you get to this level that you want to as an athlete? So, I mean, supporting my Instagram and following me on my Instagram, that's where I post most of my stuff, but I'm going to get that Patreon set up and that's going to be the thing. And if anyone needs anyone to talk to, meaning like if they're going through stuff, like reach out to me. I'm not one of those guys that's going to ignore a DM. Like I really want to genuinely help people and I want to help each other. And I want, I want to support people who support me. And like, that's the whole thing of if people want like their companies or anything like that to be on my jerseys or my bike, like that's another thing. And you just reach out to me and and like, I'm, I'm here, like I'm a person and like I respond and I answer and I don't have that, like that ego is fading away and we're here to support each other. Like I'm not just looking for a handout, right? That's another thing I want to clarify that I'm not looking for a handout. I'm looking for working with people who believe in the same things that I believe in and believe in the fact that they want to make a difference in this world. I I don't want people to pity me. I want people to be like, I want to work together to break the stereotypes. I don't want people to be like, oh, let's just give him money because he's in a wheelchair. Like if I wanted to do that, I could just go on the street and ask for money, but that's not what the situation is. And I just want people to know that like, I want to work with people who truly want to make a difference and truly want to be real with society because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Joe Wolfman, I know that you are making a difference. I know that you are real. I'm happy to support you with my audience, with my time and with my effort. And we need more of this voicing out there. We need more people to understand not only what they're capable of, but that even in those places where they feel that they may be disabled, so to speak, there is a lot of opportunity there if they're willing to step into that adversity. Yep. Yep. We're all disabled in our own way. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Okta Nonverba. If this message resonates with you, please share it out with others on social media. Hit that subscribe button and leave a review for the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. To learn more, please go to MarcusAureliusAnderson.com. 
join his Okta Nonverba inner circle to get exclusive content, news, and information. Until next time, remember, talk is cheap. Live your life based on actions, not words.